Franklin, to me, right now, Nash, I think, still has a really good reputation. They're getting tired of him at Penn State. I do not care for James Franklin. I don't, I don't wish them success. But it would do my heart good to see him be the turd in the punch ball in the Big Ten East this year. And since we're on the Big Ten, I feel compelled because I always get grief from my Indiana fan in laws to I never mention Indiana. So I've done so and I've fulfilled my obligation. Yes. Good job. Today on the show, it's all about the Big Ten, the Pac 12, the ACC, the Big 12, and yes, Notre Dame. This is our annual National College Football Preview Show. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 182 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. Now, I am just one of three co-hosts for this show. My other two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me today to talk about the Power Five conferences not named the SEC. 95% of our shows throughout the years have revolved around Georgia and the Southeastern Conference, but with the 2019 college football season right around the corner, we felt the need to try and spend at least one unique show to discuss everything but Georgia or Alabama or Auburn or SEC schedules. You get the idea. Don't worry, all the SEC talk will be coming next week in our SEC preview show. So yeah, on this episode, you'll hear our thoughts on who we think will win the Pac-12, why we feel that the Big Ten West is the most wide-open division in college football, and how Clemson's dominance in the ACC seems to have rendered the rest of that conference into a complete mess of bad to mediocre teams and really uninteresting teams. Perhaps a dark horse team out of the ACC or another conference will jump up and spark interest and conversation into the college football playoff this year. Maybe the status quo of Alabama and Clemson will be seen again for the fifth time in a row. There's really no way to truly predict, but the only way is to have them play the games. And the good news is that's almost here. Thanks for stopping by today, and I hope you enjoy episode 182. Season five now, right? We're officially doing. Yeah, let's call it. Let's call yeah, it. well, we're definitely. If we're previewing, it is. Yeah, definitely baby. Season five. They, put, uh, put on your favorite. We need, we need one of those little, uh, you know, party <laughs> balloons. <laughs> um, we can talk. I, I, it's exciting for me because they were actually talking about. I mean, real football. Yeah. Also, for what it's worth, week zero is like just over three weeks away. Yeah. Well, we got Arizona, Hawaii. We got Miami. Miami we got Florida. Miami, Florida. Like to me, that's enough. Miami, Florida is enough. I like Arizona, Hawaii more. And uh, I don't know. I feel like Miami, Florida will be fun. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So like, it's actually going. We're actually going to start the season is previewing. We have our season preview magazines. I've been reading Bill Connolly's now ESPN branded content to get me ready for the season, and uh, it is on. It is officially there. During the summer, I mostly run down millage because it's just flat. It's so hot. But now, uh, as a, as a kind of a rite of passage, when practice starts, I run through campus so I can hear them all run at practice. I, uh, I almost ran uh, over uh, what's-his-face, uh, the punter, uh, today. Camarda? Camarda. I almost ran over him uh, running today. He wasn't paying attention to where he was going. Did you yell at him? Well, no. I mean, he's still okay. a punter. I mean, but uh, I didn't want him to, you know, kick me. I- What's that mean? He's still a punter. He's still a punter. Like, he's still an athlete. Oh, okay. I mean, he may be a punter, but he is still an athlete. He would take me. He's also, like, half my age, which means he would probably beat me up pretty. But also, he wasn't really being rude. I just almost bumped into him. But uh, it's going on. It's happening. It's, uh, you hear him out there. It's plenty hot out there. I don't know if you saw Blazevich's uh, very amusing tweet. Yep. Where, because uh, he's now, of course, uh, he's a graduate assistant yes. now, right? And he said, uh, whenever we were out there in the heat, I always thought, wow, it must be nice to be on the other <laughs> side and be in the air conditioning. And now that I 
I am uh, doing that, I, we were totally right. It's so much better to be in the air conditioning than to be there because it's, it's been, it hasn't been insanely hot in the last week the way it's been no, most of the until summer. Until today. But yeah, it's still plenty hot out there. And so, uh, but they're, they're, they're getting together. It's, it, it's happening. And those of you listening that do not live in Athens, if you've never been in Athens for the start of football season or start of football practice, of course, campus is dead. And suddenly, that's the first harbinger of. Yeah. Of student life, right? You start seeing it starts seeing mopeds, and rush, right? Football yeah, and rush is next rush. week. You start seeing mopeds. You start seeing football players. You go by, and if you go by at certain parts of the time, you hear Kirby using colorful metaphors. Um, and football honestly, and rush and terrible drivers. That's how you know. Well, then terrible yeah. drivers comes next. Um, that's the next. Um, but you know, and, and if you've never. Listen to practice, which is pretty much all you can do is listen. Kirby is not very high on our football team right now. I, <laughs> I get daily reports from our friend Tiffany, whose office is right there beside the practice facility. And she is like, if this is the fourth day of practice, I don't know what the weekend underneath. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's good. That's but, good. guys, we're back. So, when so this, we last left you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, this is the national show. So, basically, so what we should start do. with uniforms and hashtags yes. because oh, that's where we last. And Just to give you a sense of what our schedule is going to be like, because we are now weekly, man. We are weekly till the season yeah, starts. There are no baby. more rests. We are weekly till the season starts. Because what, this week, obviously, this is the national preview show. Next is going to be our SEC preview show. Then are we, we are going to do our all encompassing Georgia football preview show. And for that show, we encourage you to send us individual questions about the team, about the schedule, about things you're concerned about. We're going to kind of let the questions drive that show. So uh, so send us our questions. We, we have questions for this show, but they may not be Georgia specific. That show, we're not going to wait to the end for questions. We're going to let questions kind of drive our big season preview. And then after that, we're there talking will be a preview of an actual football game with actual football players. Georgia versus Vandy. I got my tickets, by the way. Yes. Thanks to Scott Duvall, who, reckon, who, who, who let me know that the, the Vandy individual tickets were going on sale. There's going to be a ton of Georgia people there, man. I oh, keep I getting mean, asked where no you're going. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be at the lake with my parents for their birthdays, but I'm a little bummed I'm not going to. I will. Yeah, I'm not going to be there either. I will be there. I will be there. The whole fam. The whole fam's going. Six thirty local start for that one because it's uh, Central Time. So, okay, Clemson, and Alabama. I guess we can go home now, yeah, right? That's it, so that's it. we keep dancing around this. Let's talk a little bit about the the, the national conferences. How do you want to do this? Do we want to just let's go? Well, let's do the big conference. conference. Yeah, go conference by yeah, conference. Perfect. And I'll just can, pick can, one out of the hat. Well, let's we'll start with the Pac-12 because we can get it over. That's with what I had first. <laughs> can we? Can we? I'm going to be provocative. So what we'll do is we'll talk Pac-12, Big Twelve. Big Ten, and then ACC, and then we might even talk about a couple of the independents because Georgia plays an independent this year, and a couple of independents play uh, SEC schools. BYU plays uh, Tennessee, and that's probably it. I'm sure Mississippi State has scheduled some weird game against UMass or UConn at their place. But, yeah, that's kind of the order we'll go into, and then we're going to table SEC until Until the the next show. So, uh, well, starting with the, with the Pac-12, one of my uh, secret hopes for this season is that we end up getting a playoff involving uh, three different players who have played quarterback for the University of Georgia leading their teams into there. That is one of my yeah. secret subplots uh, that I'd like to see this season. I think the least likely of the three, uh, but certainly on the table for them to do so, uh, and probably the one team of those three teams, Washington, Ohio State, and Georgia, that is favored to win their conference. They might not be favored to go undefeated or win only one game, lose only one game to make the playoffs, but I would say Washington is probably more likely to win their conference 
conference than Georgia or Ohio State is willing is likely to win their conference. Hard I, disagree. I don't think Washington's better than any of those teams, but I don't. I think Pac-12 is decidedly worse than the SEC and the Big Ten. I think Oregon wins it. I think I mean, Oregon wins the North. Right. It starts on defense with them. I mean, having a having a, a talented quarterback back uh, helps them and. Uh, Justin Herbert, right? Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I had the right guy. Herbert. Um, Herbert. Um, you know, they have some – I mean, we're in year two of Mario Cristobal, and he is a guy that I think um, I've long thought would be a very good head coach. I mean, there's no doubting what, what Chris Peterson brings to the table with his coaching ability, and he certainly did it at Boise State, and he's done it at Washington. Um, and they're a good football team. Washington's no doubt is a good football team. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that the t- whichever team wins the North wins that conference – for what it's worth, I think Utah wins the South uh, because somebody has to. I, I don't know. I just I like the Ducks. Their offense is more settled. Um, it's interesting to me that Jacob Eason has not won that starting job yet. Yeah, it's kind of right? weird, isn't Dan, it? I never thought about that, and Dan Brucey brought that up in the podcast we did last week. I was like, oh, shit, I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, uh, I think he's going to get it. Of but, course I think he's going yeah, to get it. But, yeah. I, well, if it's it, not him, it's going to be some other body, some other person named Jacob. Yeah, there's a bunch of Jacobs. Three. Yeah. And this is not— It's like, oh, these Jakes. This is yeah. Well, this isn't a Justin Fields situation where there's platitudes being paid by a, a new head coach. I mean, Chris Peterson has been doing this a long time, and I don't know whether this is a motivation ploy for Jacob Eason or he really is worried about naming him starter because he's not quite there. But not for nothing, it, it, it seems like it matters to me, and that's why I think Oregon wins it. Now, I, there's completely a world where Washington walks away with the North, um, and maybe even is better than they were last year. But I don't see it. Yeah. To me, it will be. I'm assuming Eason, if, assuming Eason actually does get the job, to see kind of him like fully engaged. Like, it, listen, we can all argue what would have happened if Eason had had not gotten hurt that year. Yeah. I don't think from. I mean, from was obviously terrific from the get go, and I think people were always. You know my thoughts about this. I think people were all people were really, really excited about Easton until suddenly they dramatically weren't. Yeah. What game was that? Maybe Tennessee Absolutely, that year. I think <laughs> because we were talking about after Notre Dame and everything. When will they work Easton back in? And I think it was about the Tennessee or Vanderbilt game when he basically got nothing. And oh, yeah, Vanderbilt, he handed the ball off. Well, Vanderbilt was the game where, where he got the one play and got drilled and fumbled. And everyone <laughs> was like, oh, there you go. And I think even after the game, Kirby Smart said, that was my fault. Like, that, that shit. Yeah. That, don't, get, don't get after Easton about it. Like, I would, I would say that Justin Fields probably got more leeway down the stretch of oh, his sure. season uh, yeah. as a Georgia player than Jacob Eason did. Yeah. Which I think is also maybe perhaps a little bit telling. Hey, let me be clear. I want, I want Jacob Eason to succeed. I guess until I see him name the starter and um, playing our song. Um, it's just hard for me to, to grasp. By the way, no one panic. We are drinking bourbon. That was, that was a little mixer. That was a little mixer. Um, so, so what do you think happens? That's not a hopsecutioner or whatever they call this thing. That is what they call those things. Hopsecutioner. Sure. What do you think happens in Jerry World when Auburn and Oregon face off in a couple of weeks? Does Oregon come in kind of like Washington last year where they played Auburn and you could tell they were so tight, basically carrying the Pac-12 yeah. conference on their shoulders? I think, look, I think teams are a little bit a uh, reflection of their head coach. And Chris Peterson is, he is, he's notoriously uptight. I mean, he's, he's not, he's, he's not uptight in the same way that like a Kirby Smart or Nick Saban is. Yeah. He's like, he actively disdains talking to the media and it's hard. I mean, he's just, the guy's just, 
He's uptight. He's sticking. He's sticking his tail. It might help him the fact they are in Dallas and not in Atlanta because Washington had gotten beat down by Alabama in Atlanta a couple years before, yeah. and then they were back. I, I mean, clearly, I think Auburn. I, I think that Auburn Oregon game. And we will do the SEC preview next week, but I think the Auburn Oregon game tells us a lot about both of those teams. It probably says more about Oregon than it does Auburn because I think Auburn's going to be a work in progress this year until we know exactly what Malzahn's going to do with his quarterback situation. Heck, if anyone's under the eight ball there, it's Auburn, right? Oh, 100%. That game. And that's, that's where I'm going with yeah, it. It's like yeah. if they lose that game, whew, it could get ugly in a hurry yeah, yeah. For, for Malzahn. Um, and I, honestly, I think Oregon wins that game. Well, if you want to dive deep, and as deep as we can, preparing for to talk Pac-12. One thing I noticed that was a little bit alarming, I also have Washington pegged as the North winner, but they have two defensive starters. They're going to have a new starting quarterback, and their schedule, is it's okay, but um, they do have to play at BYU, and BYU is being talked about as a decent, maybe eight, nine uh, win team, and then they go to Colorado late in the year in November, and you can just think knowing Mel Tucker he's gonna have a work in progress with Colorado but that's towards the end of the season one of the last games of the year and you can just imagine a blizzard happening in late November in Boulder and having Colorado upset a previously 10-0 Washington or something like that to mess up the whole apple cart and then maybe Oregon because of a win versus uh, Auburn early in the season and maybe they won at Washington they can then usurp Washington for the number one spot. But then also don't forget about Utah because Utah has their their starting quarterback returning, uh, Tyler Huntley. They've got their starting running back, and they have a notoriously good defense. I don't really think any of the other teams in the north or the south are going to really compete because USC's coming off their 13th ever losing season in 85 years. Last year in UCLA was three and nine. Last year with Chip Kelly, I think he'll get there. He'll get sure, there. Yeah. yeah. I just don't see Herm Edwards or Kevin Sumlin uh, making noise in the South either. But uh, although if Khalil Tate is all that, that could be a really interesting yeah. team. It's Khalil Tate and then nobody else. Right, bunch of three Illinois. stars. Two stars. Should have transferred to Illinois. We all know that. Uh, I, last thing on the on the Pac-12, uh, I've been a little surprised nationally the lack of excitement and even outright skepticism. Of Tucker at Colorado, I actually felt like that was like a really good. Oh, I think it's a great hire. But like nationally speaking, they're concerned. Listen, not a lot of huge local ties. Uh, I think the Bobo has hurt mm. uh, uh, out there a little bit, and Colorado has proven to be an incredibly difficult job. I think Colorado is one of the tougher jobs because you don't have the natural like you have to go beat USC and those guys for for them. And now that you know, it's just it's just a tough job. So and he doesn't have like a natural affinity to the area. I think it's going to be hard. But yeah. I I feel like if I'm if I'm Colorado and I get one of the top dudes under one of the top staffs in the country, I would I would imagine they'd be pretty excited. But yeah. most, nationally speaking, there's a lot of skepticism. But my my pick to come out of the uh, of uh, come out of the Pac-12 is Washington, but not uh, as a playoff team. I'm going to pick Utah coming out, and uh, I'm going to also predict they are not going to have a college football playoff team. Um, I'm going to pick Oregon, and I'm not quite sure what I want to do with them yet. So let me let me think about that. You can't. You can't. No thinking allowed. All right. Can I can I ball this up? Goodbye, Pac-12. I won't. I'll just thank I'll you for it. hanging with us through that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Pac-12. they're going to have to hang with the Big 12 next. Yeah, um, I'm okay with hanging with the Big 12. The Big 12, which has 10 teams and a conference championship game now. So some team is going to definitely play each other twice, or yeah. teams are going to play each other twice, kind of like 
last year. Really, well, sometimes they play each other twice in consecutive weeks. That's oh, sure. Happened, yeah, yeah. You, so. you know, and one thing I notice is um, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma Bedlam has been moved to the last specifically Saturday. so that won't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah no, right. no, oh, they right, moved right. it back. It could happen. Right. Yeah. Right. So they moved it back to the the last uh, game of the season. But you know, you got Oklahoma, Texas. Oklahoma State, Iowa State are really the only four with even a remote chance. Um, and I'm meaning remote being Oklahoma State and Iowa State. But uh, Iowa State had a good year last year. They have a good young coach. They have a lot of starters returning on offense and defense. So a lot of people are picking them. But like I mentioned on the last podcast, Texas only leaves the state twice. Um, and they're playing their big rival, Oklahoma and Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. So uh, I think with Ellinger being able to rack up, I don't know how he's going to better his 25 passing touchdowns and 16 rushing touchdowns. And after what I saw in the Sugar Bowl, um, he could because he definitely put it to Georgia. But uh, but I do think Oklahoma, with uh, my trust in uh, Lincoln Riley, his coaching ability, and then I, I think there's no way that Jalen Hurts doesn't continue to write that storybook that he – started last year at the SEC championship game and I think Oklahoma ends up taking whether they have to play Texas twice or Iowa State twice they're going to end up winning the Big 12. I find it kind of fascinating we've talked we talk about narratives and like kind of how like certain narratives nationwide are kind of how they come and, and kind of hold throughout the offseason when Texas beat Georgia in that bowl game uh, of all the thoughts of one the, the game didn't matter and Georgia didn't I think people overreacted and Georgia okay. lost uh, two they need to like maybe tie up huge freaking steers when they can stomp uh, never mind Ugga there's like well, tons of security people that, like it's a massive animal tie I mean up. there were journalists and also Ugga and also <laughs> there were journalists and also people like there were actual people there <laughs> in addition to uh, as fellow journalists but more to the point yeah, I could totally tell that like people are like, oh, this is, here comes Texas. You can totally see it with them winning that game. I think that is an overreaction. I think uh, Georgia was just, I think, clearly not ready to play that game. Let's not forget that game also went like four and a half hours. I feel like the game is still going on <laughs> at some point. That felt like an aberration. Uh, we've seen from Texas before. Uh, we think they've turned a corner uh, and they haven't. Uh, to me, the real question of this division is – is Jalen Hurts the guy? Uh, he feels like a weird fit for Oklahoma. Like, obviously, he's good, and we've seen him be good. But, like, I don't know. I mean, like, it doesn't see. I have to say, Justin Fields always felt like a more logical fit for Oklahoma than Jalen Hurts. 100%. I feel like Fields yeah. plays so much more of that Oklahoma style. Uh, Hurts has never really impressed me with his, with his arm uh, uh, all that much. I mean, he's not a bad thrower, obviously. He won the national championship. But... I, I don't know if he's got the arm to do enough for them. I wonder if this is going to be a conference. So I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Texas are clearly the best two teams. I wonder if this is a conference where someone loses a game that they shouldn't. Whoever loses the Red River shootout Maybe, uh, Houston, loses, loses a game that they shouldn't. Houston. Maybe Iowa State bites somebody. Maybe Oklahoma State bites somebody. And I kind of wonder if this is a year where the Big 12 doesn't get a team in the playoff either. Well, Texas is back. I mean, Ellinger told us that <laughs> yes. after the And they're Sugar not playing Bowl. Maryland either. Um, and they will, <laughs> so it's going to work out great. They will 100% be back until September 7th when they have LSU out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the way I follow in this. Oklahoma against Georgia in the Rose Bowl in last year was an incomplete team. Their defense was abysmal both years. And you could say, well, they scored as many points Oklahoma, Georgia, whatever. That's fine. I think their offense takes a step back. I, I'm really intrigued to see what happens with Jalen Hurts, but he is not 
as a graduate transfer, he is wholly different than Baker Mayfield, who had a year in that system, yeah. um, as because he had sit down a year. He's wholly different than than Kyler Murray, who came in as an incredible athlete and had to sit down a year. He's just different. Um, and unless they fix their defense, it's. I mean, I think hiring Alec Grinch will help. They replace both offensive and defensive coordinators. It's just. It feels like this is a year where Oklahoma is going to be very good and probably be in the discussion, but not quite get there. And I'm not buying Texas at all. And it has nothing to do with the Sugar Bowl. I, I. I just. It's until I see them. Until I see them not win. Not crap the bed against teams. Um, that show to play them, and that's that's no shade against Texas. They beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and they earned it. Um, I tell you who I think is a better team: Iowa State. Their defense is incredible. That defense is something else. I'm not quite ready to say Iowa State can beat Oklahoma for twice. the conference championship twice. Yeah. Although they get them at home, uh, Oklahoma does have travel to Iowa State. It is not hard for me to see a world where. The Big 12 also does not get a team in. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I was ready to call Iowa State the champion, but I, I think I've come to my senses after a drink, uh, <laughs> which doesn't really happen. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the line would be if Iowa State makes the playoff and gets like Alabama oh. in the playoff. Alabama, Iowa State, I mean, and 45. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it'd be a bunch of points. But I mean, look, it always I, reminds me also, that, but they get there. Listen, they get there. They played a good schedule. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. No question. I'm, I'm not saying Iowa State won't be good. It's just I'm talking about betting. Like, right. like yeah, the idea right. that, like, like, the idea. That anyone seriously, uh, uh, any casual fans are seriously going to pick uh, pick Iowa State. And listen, to me, that's I would love to see that. Not the Alabama part, but something new. This, I mean, last year was widely criticized for being mostly predictable about how this thing was going to land. I kind of feel like the playoffs playoff could use an Iowa State or a Nebraska. Or 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 Utah, like a oh, an odd oddball team, yeah. uh, to get in there, not uh, chalk, yeah, because people will get tired of Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia, or whoever uh, in that spot every year. I think you want a rusty nail team in there. Iowa State's an intriguing pick. I'm not quite there, but because uh, I just I don't know if they. I mean. They got to be for them to get in the playoff. They're going to have to. I don't know if uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but they're going to have to beat at least Oklahoma, Texas once. You know what? They're I'm changing my pick in Iowa State. Will's talked me into it. All right, <laughs> good. I mean, not for the college football right. playoff. That's they're going to play. They're going to play nine conference games. They're going to play Iowa also. That's ten. Yeah. They'll probably play like U- South U- Dakota State, ULM, and then they got the conference U- championship game. So like, you think they play Northern Illinois? ULM, ULM, and Northern Illinois. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, like, pretty manageable. I mean, for the record, Northern Illinois has been in the uh, in the uh, in the college New Year Six, the New Year Six, for yeah, now, yeah. For there you go, go, uh, go Huskies. Maybe Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma are the perfect fit. I I just don't see it. And so for me, I think Oklahoma may still win the conference, but they don't strike me as a blow it away team. Or more to the point, and maybe we'll get into this. We talk about the SEC in the next show. Theoretically speaking, if you have two undefeated teams with the SEC championship game, two conferences are left out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they're going to have a compelling case. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I think someone may have to go undefeated from this conference uh, to win it, and I don't think anybody's going to. 100% agree. And for the record, on August 12th, Mike Gundy turns 52. He's 52. He's a man. Doesn't have the ring. Doesn't so, have the ring. So one, one quick little thing. I completely forgot that... The I'm a man, I'm 40 rant came the week after the Georgia game. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> That's really cool. All right, what's next? Big Ten. Big Ten. 
That's been all Illinois. All, all the bigs. Illinois. First, do you, guys, do you guys know who Illinois' starting quarterback is, by the way? You've mentioned it. Juice every, Jones. Juice not, Williams. Not, it, there is Crap. a. There is a, there is, is a, it a Jeff George relative? No, that was last year. Oh. It is Brandon <laughs> Peters, whom you may remember uh, as a former starting quarterback for Michigan. I don't. He is the one that was terrible for them in the bowl game against uh, South Carolina. Uh, when Michigan lost South Carolina, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of blame to go around yeah. in that so, game. Um, but so Brandon Peters is probably going to start for Illinois quarterback this year. Illinois needs six wins. The goal right now is to get five wins heading into the Northwestern game at home to end the season. They've got three very winnable non-conference games. You just got to get the six, drive for six. If they win four again, I actually do think Lovey will get fired. Yeah, if just four. Lovey's nine and twenty-seven for the record. Yeah, but that's for the for the record. That was, that, that's generally understood. The problem is, is We've been able to justify that by saying, okay, but he's been playing all these freshmen. He's finally he's started over, and he's trying to build everything back up. This is now year three or four, depending on your perspective. You need to start seeing something now. They won four games last year. If they win four again, I think he's gone. I think he probably should be. Yeah. So is it the leaders or legends that they get, re- get rid they of get that? Rid of that. Okay, okay that's a good thing. So the They'll East. never live that down, and they will deserve to never live that <laughs> No, that was terrible. Down. It's about as bad as the ACC Coastal Atlantic. I feel like legends and leaders. Well, that's Because that's you know, originally they were going to call it Paterno and Schimbeckler. Ooh. Probably a good idea. They didn't do that. <laughs> but uh, they were going to call it the, the Paterno division and the, and the Schimbeckler division. For so, real? They were. They were going to do it. God. That's a very Jim Delaney thing to do. So the hot pick on the west side of the conference is Nebraska. You keep hearing about Nebraska this and Scott Frost this. They have Ohio State, Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Iowa at home, and I think that's what's predicating all of that. And they they were awesome at the end of last year. Like they, like they, obviously that horrible start. But by the end of the year, I mean, I think I think everyone was happy. I think. Uh, certainly Ohio State was happy that they got Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game rather than Nebraska. Can you apply what happened here in 2017, Kirby's second year, to Scott Frost's second year? I think it'd be more like the first half and the second. I would say that probably uh, Nebraska fans are more were more excited the way that their season ended than Georgia fans oh, sure. were with the way that Kirby's first season ended. But also, part of the, but Scott Frost is very similar to Kirby in the idea he went here, prodigal son coming home, getting back to the place they feel like they should be. Uh, I'm, I feel like the excitement's maybe dialed up a little too high. To me, this feels like a Wisconsin year. I know everyone's going down on Wisconsin. Wisconsin always feels like the default for me. They're always going to do one thing. They're always going to do it really well. They took a step back last year, but they're still Wisconsin. So I feel like whoever will be the sacrificial lamb for whoever comes out from Ohio State, Michigan, or maybe if Penn State makes some sort of run, though, I don't think so. Um, I, my pick would be Iowa out of the West. I'm just Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Otherwise. Oh yeah. I'm, no, I'm on the Iowa train. I, you don't think Northwestern can repeat? No, I don't. Uh, think. Northwestern is not making a bowl this year. They've got they a Clemson fell, transfer at quarterback. It doesn't yeah, really matter who they have. They have. <laughs> they lost so much from last year. Go cats. And um, yeah, their recruiting has been Northwestern. Don't get on your phone, by the way, or uh, who will be after? Did you see that? that that's why. That's why the kids don't play hard enough. It's because they're on their phones. He is the worst. He is the schmuckiest schmuck who ever. He schmucked. is. Yeah. It is ve- like yeah. like the only reason that Pat Fitzgerald. Listen, he whatever. Like he's made Northwestern into a team that wins six or seven games every year, and then occasionally when the West is completely terrible, like it was One last of year, Chicago's Big sneaking. Ten teams. Yeah, at least Evanston's second favorite uh, Big Ten team. But the idea that he's just such a schmuck. Remember, let's not forget, he's also the one that like, the fought hardest against the players. Unionizing, like this, the reason that people love him is, fr- frankly, so many college football national reporters went to Northwestern. 
that's why. <laughs> like that's why I tell well, and their the alumni time. and their alumni base that follow football yeah. are hundred years right. old. Like Stu Mandel will always love Northwestern and will always hate Illinois, and that's just a fact. And there's he's had a good reason too. Illinois has been really bad for a long time. But like this pumping up of Fitzgerald, Northwestern, it's all Rovell, all the all so many people went to Northwestern, and that, I think that's why it happened. I mean, Will Bond, all these all those guys went to North, Northwestern has, I would argue, a somewhat overrated journalism school, but nevertheless a good journalism school where a lot of people go particularly in sports and I think you're seeing you see that's why Northwestern that's why Northwestern making the NCAA tournament was like the biggest freaking story it was the first time it was also the first time ever. it was the first time they made it so like which was fine we'll see if William and Mary gets the first that, that, that coverage when they make their first one or Navy gets that or Army gets that coverage when they make their first one you know, a, the, the guys you just mentioned that went there I try to avoid reading or watching any oh, of at them. least half of them yeah and, I know, including but, Mike Greenberg yeah, yeah, you know, on ESPN. Yeah, but I mean, they obviously have a big platform, and yeah. they have a big net. Like you, you're a sports fan, so you don't pay a lot of attention to them. But most people that are watching, that most people are like just passing by. Mm-hmm. Will Bond is the perfect sports reporter for someone who is just passing by. Yeah, Winchell fan, and uh, and I think that's that's the best. That's probably the best way. I, I don't mean. By the way, Mandel is a like he's a good college football player. I don't mean to say that he's not. I just think that like a lot of these Northwestern people. Uh, um, you always hear that kind of love for them. And since we're on the Big Ten, um, I, I I feel compelled because I always get grief from my my Indiana fan in laws to I never mention Indiana. So <laughs> I've done so and I've fulfilled my obligation. Yes, good job. Um, I think it's Michigan and Iowa. Um, boy, so I was, you think it's Michigan? This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. I just it better be. It better be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the home, thing. So. Well, here's the thing. The, the schedule breaks Michigan's way. I think Michigan's just a little bit better. I think they're a little bit better offensively. Um, I, Ohio State has a, a new coach, although you could argue it's a second-year coach situation. I'm not quite sure it's there. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but the, the talent level in Michigan's finally called up really close to the talent level at Ohio State. And I think the coaching's going to be a little better this year. you got to think there's going to be some growing pains with uh, Day taking over and then yeah. pulling in Justin Fields, who has been there six months, nine months. Yeah. It's hard for me. I, I went back and forth about actually three teams. I thought I thought Penn State. I mean, I, for 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 that matter, I think there's a world where Michigan State is actually really good um, and and makes noise. I just don't think they're quite they don't quite have the talent level to get there. Michigan State. I don't know how to put this. They have the most abominable. Is that the word? Oh, the new the, abomination. Uh, uh, yeah. We're finally talking about the, we're talking about alternative uniforms. I've said those uniforms. Agree, they're yeah. horrid. They're, they're, they're really the worst things I've ever seen. They're almost as bad as name of the division after Joe Paterno. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Well, for the record, they were going to do that before. Speaking of Joe Paterno, right um, I, I, think, I have to say, I, he may be, you know, he's a smart guy. I can see Franklin. Joe Paterno? No, Franklin. I can see Franklin getting ahead of it a little bit at Penn State. Like you hear this, you hear this. Uh, uh, but Gary Parish from uh, College Basketball Reporter for CBS is always talking about the smartest coaches are the ones that stay a year ahead of the Reaper. Yep. And Franklin, to me, right now, Nash, I think, still has a really good reputation. They're getting tired of him at Penn State. Like they're getting frustrated with how that's going at Penn State. I think if they don't, if they have a down year, and I think some people have them winning eight, nine, seven, eight because games. He's a crap weasel. Well, that's probably. But like nationally, is that the reputation? Just yet? I don't think it is. And it's funny you said that because I was just sitting here saying, I, I do not care for James Franklin. I don't, I don't wish them success, but it would do my heart good to see him be the turd in the punch bowl in the Big Ten East this year. You know what we need to see? We need to see a Michigan-Florida Outback Bowl and Grantham versus uh, Jim Franklin again. Oh, my God. You should take a picture of my face because that's amazing. <laughs> 
I my I'm picking Ohio State again. Wow. I know, okay. I know that everybody is all down uh, because it's his first year, first year coach, and this Michigan's got the schedule again. I will believe that Harbaugh is going to beat Ohio State when I see it. When he beats them, yeah. and he hasn't done it yet. And last year was the year, man. Like last year was totally set up for them to do it, and he didn't do it. So uh, I, uh, I I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm still sticking with Ohio State. And this is your reminder: the spot was good. <laughs> I think it's going to be Michigan over Wisconsin in the uh, Big Ten. I'm thinking Ohio State over Wisconsin, and I am picking uh, Michigan over Iowa, and Illinois getting the six wins and getting in the bowl. Yeah, baby, we're all going to Detroit behind, behind not probably not or right wherever it is they play. Uh, Could be Yankee called Stadium. the Armed Forces Bowl. Armed Forces, I'll take it. Yeah, That's I think Pinstripe Bowl is still Big Ten oriented. Is it? Yeah, it's something like that. I don't know. Um, anyway, so okay, ACC. Clemson, 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 Clemson. Yeah. I'd like to note, however, uh, I don't have the. I believe this is the way the schedule lands out. The week I think after Georgia Notre Dame, which I'm assuming we're also being game day is going to be here for that. Hundred percent. I think game day is going to be in Syracuse the week after because Clem- Syracuse is probably still going to be undefeated. Is that? Do I have that? It's the week before. The week before. It's the week before. So uh, I think Syracuse is still going to be undefeated. Clemson is playing at Syracuse. Yeah, man, Syracuse getting a lot of love. They're getting a lot. Of, speaking, speaking, Northwestern. It's the Northwestern thing. Syracuse is also mm. one of the finest journalism schools you, in the country. Can you rattle off a couple of Syracuse sports reporters? Yeah, like uh, Bob North- Costas, Mike Tirico. Mm. Uh, those are probably the two biggest ones: are Costas and Tirico. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I mean, my my one of my best friends in the world, Aileen Gallagher, is a journalism professor yeah. at Syracuse. So they are always getting uh, big shots to come back there. I mean, Ka- I mean, Costas has like a wing of the department out there. So uh, who's taller, him or Tariko? Uh, Tariko. Uh, I thought you were going to say him or my friend Aileen. Uh, Aileen's pretty tall. That's actually pretty close. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think that's another reason is Syrac- particularly in the New York area. Uh, a lot of people that work in New York media are Syracuse people. Um, so I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of hype for that game. I don't think Syracuse – I think Syracuse has hosted game day before. I know this was a trivia question last year. I, I think, think when LSU was there, they did. I, maybe. I don't think they did then. They just, they yeah. just hosted – They just hosted like three weeks of cleanup. All the, all the Cajuns. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if they have or not. But certainly that game is prime for it because Clemson – you look at Clemson's schedule. I mean, what's the toughest? They got they got Texas A&M. A&M. They got A&M. But if they get Pat, they te- open with Georgia Tech. Oh. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. They got South Carolina. Uh, and they've got Clemson. They, they have Texas A&M. I think their second toughest game is at Syracuse. And this feels like a people are way too excited about Syracuse. I, I got a question. Say. If Clemson and Georgia Tech play on that Thursday before Georgia does on the ACC Network. And nobody sees it. Does it really happen, dude? That is a kids. You almost see a dead body game. Oh my god! But the ACC network is not on a lot of no. uh, cable providers. Yeah, this is the this is the Big Ten network problem. For. Why have I missed Appalachian State beating Michigan? Because right. they weren't on a bunch of providers. That was the first I game saw they ever the out of that game. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Because I lived in I lived in Monticello, Illinois, and people were calling me. It's like, is what's happening? I'm hearing happen happen. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do play by play for all y'all. Put I did a con- I literally did a conference call for people. It was crazy. So, uh, Will, you're not looking at the ACC schedule right now. No, can, dude. Can, can, uh, go what? ahead. Yeah, go you ahead. know what I'm gonna do? Yeah. Can you name the correct teams in the coastal and Atlantic? Okay, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can do it. I can do it. Uh, I, I don't know if I can tell you which one's coastal, which one's Atlantic. I can tell you like Clemson is the one that Clemson is in. Is that the that's Atlantic the Atlantic? Coast? Okay, that's Clemson, Syracuse, Duke. Eh. Okay, North Carolina. 
Okay, they're in the other one. Okay, so let me talk about the other one then. The other one is North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, how many more I got? Th- uh, three. 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 Um, Miami? Yes. Pitt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's, that's fine. That's, he what got it. George Tech. Oh, it's Buzzin. Right. It's Buzzin. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you, I thought you were like ticking me down. Guys, this... I don't see I don't see Clemson losing a game. No. But if there's a conference where a one loss conference champion doesn't get in, it's this conference. Now it won't happen. If they if it's lose Clemson. a game, you're right. If it's Cle- if it's Cle- Clemson will still get in one loss because of what they've done. But their I'm schedule's trash. You. Yeah, but that Clemson's whole conference champ, like like it will, no, 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 they're defending it will champ. require a Pac-12 team and the Big Ten team being undefeated. undefeated. Agreed. For Clemson not to make it. Agreed. Even with their crap schedule, that conference is trash. Syracuse and UVA are the next high, most highly rated team. Whether you do the subjective or objective polls, and Clemson, yes, Clemson is second. For UVA and Syracuse, both are down in the upper twenties. And it's that tr- that conference is bad. Yeah, Louisville's going to be a disaster. Bad. Louisville Tech, both of those teams are going to win three games. Georgia, yeah, Georgia Tech. It is funny if Georgia Tech wins five games. Five games, it's a huge season. For oh them. yeah, no question. No. I mean, it's like coming within like thirty of them on that. I mean, Boston College and North Carolina could also only win five games. I mean, I mean they are bad for North Carolina. Mac Brown's not walking through that door again. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he has actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the problem. Oh my god! Well, it's he's, like, I mean, he's like he's carting through that door, dude. That, it's a horrible he's got the journey. It's balls a, on the it's a terrible. It's like it's like the Clint Miller band doing a, a reunion tour. It's like he just got the band back together, and none of them even know what instrument <laughs> yeah. they play. It's terrible. <laughs> They're like, wow, we didn't even we can't name any of the Dave Clark Five other than Dave, <laughs> Dave Clark. Clark. Why are we? Uh, why and there's are only three of us. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just the fact that they have a non-conference game between UNC and Wake Forest kind of yeah, that's says bothersome. It all. <laughs> that, yeah, that really that makes me itch. Apparently, this is going to be a thing though. What's that? Like, is this going to? this like a new trend. Is people having conference teams be non-conference games? Yeah, we talked about it on the last yeah. podcast. Oh, God, that's such a bummer. Weird. That's so. That, so that you, is a game that has its head two up its uh, two up its own arse. I mean. That'll there, be on the ACC network. I mean, there's a world sees. where Wake Forest is third in their division with eight wins, and I guess S&P Plus will still be a thing. They're S&P Plus, they're in the mid-60s. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Clemson over Virginia Tech person. Oh, I was Clemson, about to agree with you. Clemson UVA. Yeah, I, I think that Virginia finally beats Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah, I feel I, just like Michigan finally beats Ohio <laughs> when State. When I see it'll yeah, happen. Yeah. yeah, I'll believe when I see it. All right, so so uh, now we should probably talk about uh, Notre Dame, I guess. I Independence. Guess. Independence, Notre Dame. Can you Arm? list the independents? We are going to talk about Army, too. Okay, Notre Dame, Army, uh, BYU. Um, um, New Mexico or New Mexico State? New Mexico State. Okay. Idaho? No. UMass. Oh, UMass. oh, yeah, they UMass. used to be. UMass and UConn. Well, UConn. No, UConn's American. They're still, they're still yeah. playing American schedule. We're missing one. Hold on. Oh, wait. Is there a team that went up this year? I think there's a team that went up this year. Uh, that moved up a level. Who are we missing? Hugh Freeze. Oh, Liberty! Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. That's oh, a God. That's a that's a well-run organization by respectable people. Jesus. <laughs> um, that was unintentional. Did you know that that was unintentional blasphemy. Did you know that he's not a minister? He's actually not a minister. Who? Uh, Jerry Fowler Jr. 
Jerry Falwell Jr. is not a minister. Can what do you does he have that? to do with college football? He's a football? horrible person. Because he runs Liberty University. He's a... Je- okay, I can't even start. Can we even start? We won't. But I'm, whatever your thoughts about him, though he is horrible, he's actually not a minister. I, 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 did, I didn't even... I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like I'm not following. Jerry Falwell. No, Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Jerry Falwell. Okay, uh, like the, the, the evangelist. Junior. 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 Jerry Falwell Jr. is the head of Liberty University and one of the biggest supporters of Donald Trump. Not just that, but also was involved and, in like a scandal with and, like a pool boy and pictures of his wife. And just as bad, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and Hugh Freeze. Maybe not just as bad, but certainly close. Um, and so basically, whatever your thoughts about Trump, I'm not trying to make a political thing, but like... Too late. There are there are non horrible people that support Donald Trump. They're growing a little bit less non horrible by the day, but whatever. There are non horrible people that support Donald Trump. There are few more horrible people than Jerry Falwell. Oh, need God, to, need to. I mean, look you could even up. go on the internet and get yeah. one of those, you know, yeah. Church of the Internet things. Yeah, I don't, can he even oh, marry people? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I mean, I his, dad married, that, his dad I married that, his dad married several people. I for, yes, I forgot that Liberty was. Uh, yeah, was, was, Liberty. Was up, Liberty I think the there. only two teams we really need to focus on are BYU, just because they're playing an interesting schedule in Notre Dame, yeah. and, and Army, who won t- t- ten. They okay. went ten three yeah. last year. Yeah. I, I apologize for <laughs> neglecting. And also, the they they protect our country. We and, I salute those who serve, Scott. And yeah. Call it now. They will beat Michigan in the second week of the season. Army? Army. Okay, that would be amazing. It's not going to happen, but that would be amazing. Call it now. You heard it here first. That would be amazing. Or whatever. Hey, and also, as Georgia's filling out these future schedules... Why? Why couldn't Georgia schedule an army or a navy? They don't want to play the triple option anymore. Why mess with it? Why mess with it? No, I think it would be great to have them come in and see all the army. Okay, okay, maybe now. Maybe navy. Army, my maybe maybe now that we don't play Georgia Tech every season. Did you see what happened at Oklahoma last year? They had the same yeah. idea. No, they darn near got they are near lost. Maybe they should play Yale in the hundredth anniversary. I've no, heard that Yale, thrown around. They're, they're a, a lower level, but play. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but like get like Air Force. Yeah, Air Force is that'd be awesome. Where you can just come in and crush them. Have, don't have, mess have, with Army. Have you ever gone to a game at Navy or, or Army? No, I've always wanted to go to Army. Uh, yeah. I've always wanted to go to that field. Yeah, the, Mickey, to the, Mickey yeah, Stadium. Mickey Stadium. Yeah, it's supposedly really really lovely. Now I've, I've been to Navy to see a game, which is incredible. The you know the hmm. the midshipmen walk yeah. in. There's cannons. It's a lot of stuff. I want to go to Mickey. I've always wanted to go to an yeah. Army game. Now that you mentioned that, absolutely. I just forgot about that. I, I just wanted to talk about Army because I I firmly believe they will beat Michigan in the third week. Of the is season. Jeff Munkin still the coach? Munkin still the coach. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Whew, if that happens, we can talk about we can talk about Notre Dame and BYU. Oh, man, that well, one of the other interesting schedule quirks is that Notre Dame plays at Michigan. For the last time in the foreseeable future, yeah. and they not only isn't play, Notre Dame not the one that backed out. I think isn't they, I think Notre, so. Notre Dame is I the think one so. that backed out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're in the ACC, the ACC ish right, right, right. schedule. They're playing Michigan in October, which might not seem unique, but it's the first time since the teams have played where they haven't played in September since 1943. <laughs> so this is kind of a a last hurrah for Notre Dame, Michigan. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing about that is that. The two hardest games on their schedule are Georgia and Michigan, and third is Virginia. Um, that is it's for Notre really, Dame. For Notre Dame, yeah. You don't think They're, Stanford or USC? No, no. Okay, okay. Did we talk about Stanford and USC? I mean, I know, no, we didn't. no. You yeah. could make an argument that Duke is as tough as other, as other one of those teams. Um, Virginia Tech, yeah. At, at yeah, Georgia and at Michigan. And yeah, it's funny when we talked about the playoff stuff, which earlier. is why I don't think they'll be in. I mean, I feel like the playoff. 
stuff is the the situation is not entirely dissimilar than what it was two years ago. The okay. winner of that game has an immediate leg up for the playoffs, uh, right? Maybe I just don't think they're going to be good enough to go undefeated. I, I know what you're Dame saying. Beats Georgia, but loses at Michigan, and Michigan wins the Big Ten. Notre Dame's going ahead of Georgia. No question. Yeah, I guess that's right. And I, I could see that. So, like, I think Notre Dame could get away with losing to Georgia <laughs> better than get away with losing to Michigan. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that uh, if Notre Dame beats Georgia, I mean, we'll get obviously we have lots of time to that game. But I think there, like that game is so huge for Georgia. Like that game, you lose that game, and for the record, Notre Dame's going to be what? what? What are they most preseasons now? Seven, eight around there? Yeah, ninth, ninth, yeah. and top ten. Top, yeah, the top ten. I mean, that's a top ten team coming in for a night game. That I know we're like, well, Georgia won at Notre Dame. Yeah, barely. <laughs> like, I think we all have this assumption that, like, oh, yeah, we came in and took over the stadium and whomped them. Like, Georgia could have, we all remember, Georgia could have lost that game very, very easily. Notre Dame is better than people appreciate. And, and if Notre Dame wins that game, they can, I think Notre Dame makes the playoff even if they lose to Michigan because there's no other tough games on the schedule. Well, a lot of people are hanging their hat on in book coming in the second half of the season. Let's evaluate the teams in book in book played against. Uh, versus Navy, a 44-22 win. Versus Northwestern, 31-21 win. Versus Florida State. Might I remind you the Florida State's bowl streak ended last <laughs> yeah. year. 42-13 versus Syracuse, 36-3. At Southern Cal, who had the first losing season, or like seventh losing season in 85 years, 85 whatever. Years, yeah. yeah, right? So... I think Enbook is much better quarterback for Brian Kelly than who was it, Sizer Cose? Um, no, uh, the guy that went to Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, Wimbush. Oh, Wimbush. Brandon he played Wimbush. against Georgia. Right. I mean, I think this is going to be a good Notre Dame team, not a great Notre Dame team. Nine and three, you know, which gets some of the New York Six Bowl. New York. I did it again. Mm-hmm. New Year Six Bowl. We should because, make a t shirt that says New York Six. I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, <laughs> a New Year Six Bowl because they're Notre Dame. That means they'll be in the top 14 or whatever it is. They got to be in it, not, even at nine and three. Um, they don't. They don't. I mean, we'll do our Georgia preview later. But Texas A&M scares me more than them. Auburn scares me more than them. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I can change my mind the next right, two weeks, right. but that's just where I am today. And the uh, BYU, huh, they're Mormons. Yeah. Any? Uh, they play who, at Tennessee this year. Who's our favorite non uh, uh, non power five? Can I convince you into buying some Memphis? I was going to say Memphis. If they beat Ole Miss to start the season and they got nothing after that and they got a really good team. I mean, the sexy pick is, is UCF. If, or Houston. If Dana Holgerson was not in his first season at Houston, I would pick them. They're, that team's loaded, but I just think there's going to be some growing pains there. Houston has to play Memphis, I think, on the road. Um, but I don't really see any other teams beyond those three. And personally, I think it's, I think it's Memphis. Yeah, none of them are very fun this year. I don't know, Memphis is a Boise fun State? Buffalo was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, but, and, but they they total of, turnover. What about Boise? Never heard of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Boise is kind of fun, but it just doesn't feel like a whatever. I mean, it's hard to even talk about any of those teams anymore because we've all just obviously decided that they could go undefeated. At least Central Florida's out of the commentary <laughs> this year. I know, but like, listen, you know my thoughts about this thing. You go to eight, and the, whoever wins this should be the eight sure, seed. Like, be, yeah. it, it's, I, I say this all the time. There is no sport on the planet. Where you could win 
every single game and not even have the opportunity to play for a championship. Well, they got one. Did you see football. their police car? They covered yeah, it I in know, national championship. I get it. I get it. But like, and, I, and listen, I find that ridiculous too. But it's also worth noting that the reason that they do that is because it's the only sport in the world where no one gets the opportunity to actually play when they don't lose a game. Agreed. All right. Do you want to do? Uh, I've got like five trivia questions because this is the end of our national are, preview, are right? We choosing. Let's pick our playoff teams that aren't SEC related. Did we nail that down? I can do that. Like, do we, do we also want to just throw out some New Year's six ball? If you want to, yeah, we can. <laughs> I feel like that's just hard. Like, maybe, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, let's just leave out the SEC. Here are my playoff teams. Uh, I th- I personally think, and we'll get into our SEC preview, I think there are going to be two SEC teams in the playoff this year. I'm with and, Will. And I think that uh, it is going to be Ohio State and Clemson as the other two. <sighs> Big sigh. So I agree with Will. I think there will be two SEC teams. Um, and, of course, we're giving away some stuff about our SEC preview and Georgia preview when we say that. The fun that. of the SEC preview is just making fun of all the other SEC Yeah, and, <laughs> and believe me, I'm here for that. Um, obviously, I think Clemson's going to make it. Um, the schedule's just too much there. I'm going to make the bold statement that Pac-12 breaks out. And if you listened earlier, you heard me uh, call Oregon to make the Pac- uh, the win the Pac-12. I think Oregon gets in. Wow. Good on you. I wrote it down, and I have two SEC teams as well. We did not uh, plan that ahead of time. Um, and it's not homerism either. You, you really do look through these conferences, and you're kind of like – it's almost like you're speaking to the other conferences going like, guys, you all need to step it up a well, little bit. Well, for the record, if they want to step it up, Notre Dame can beat Georgia. Like that yeah. like right that right there yeah. would yeah. mostly eliminate – Or Duke could beat Alabama. Yeah, well, that's true, that too. But like if Notre Dame beats, beats Georgia – Unless Georgia then runs the table and beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, there's only going to be one team. So I wrote it out to six, to six. You know, the, the last two out or first two out, yeah. or whatever. So I, I have two SEC teams. They'll remain nameless: uh, Clemson, Michigan, Washington, and Notre Dame being the first two out. Okay. So I still I, think I don't think Notre Dame's going to be quite that good. But I, I hear I hear what you're saying. Okay. I, but I feel like if no, like Notre Dame's going to at worst. I feel like Notre Dame loses two games this year. If Notre Dame loses two games, they're going to be seventh. <laughs> if, if no, like, worse than seventh. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. If they've no, lost, worse than seventh. They could be fifth. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So what's it matter? What's it matter? You mean the other direction? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and so I do have Notre Dame playing in the New Year Six bowls. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And you have Memphis as the uh, yeah Memphis of course the six so. called. All right, All trivia. Right. Trivia. Trivia. So y'all can just buzz in with your name or just take a, Let's take just a stab at it. Let's not All bother right. them with, the, with irritating sounds. For, for 2019, there are 130 FBS teams, formerly 1A. And there's 65 bowl games. Yeah, we've, got, we've gotten over the fact of calling it 1A and 1AA. I, I, know. I still It still feels... Yeah. I can't remember which, which one is FBS and which one is FCS. Bowl subdivision or yeah. championship subdivision. Yeah, I, 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 I still say 1A. Yeah. Okay. So there's 131 A teams. Can you give me the most wins versus other FBS teams and the least wins versus other FBS teams for the past five years? So basically the team with the most wins... Uh-huh. And the team with the least amount of wins, not counting FCS teams, but FBS teams. Okay, so which team has the most? Which team has the most? And which team? Five years. For the last five years. So I feel like 14 Central, through I, was, I would say Central Florida, but I think that their really terrible year is still the first of those five years. Plus, they have to be against other FBS schools. 
I'm assuming most of them. Well, I mean, probably um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'll throw Clemson out there. I mean, I'll say Alabama. You're right. But Alabama has the most. Okay. I didn't even write down how many they have, but who cares? Yeah, right. right. A lot. The Almost fewest. Kansas. That's right. Kansas has the fewest. I think they go Illini. Four Illini. Teen. So then I also wrote down there's a tie for 113th place with 16 wins. Over the last five years. Over the last five years. New Mexico State. Rice. Losses. 116 losses. No, he's tied for the 16th place. 16 wins. Got yeah, it. 16 Got wins. Got it. Yeah, 113th place. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little confusing. Lots I wrote this numbers, down last Scott. minute. Lots of numbers. So the, the tie is New Mexico State, Rice, Georgia State, and Illinois. I figured Illinois was in yeah. there. Georgia State has at least made a bowl game. In it's good. Time, unlike Illinois. It's good company, though. And for what it's worth, Georgia is third. ranks seventh. Seventh, okay. With 47 wins. Uh, come 15 seasons. How many did they win in the first of those five seasons? How many did they win the first? Them? Yeah. Like, they what did. are they crossing out of to get... They won uh, 12 and 17. The 16 seasons holding us back. Yeah. yeah. That eight I think five there was seasons. like seven or six. Yeah. Eight and five seasons. Is that thunder right here? Yeah. Yes, it's just thunder. Wow. I'm also a little gassy. <laughs> All right. Next trivia question. The team with the most overall conference championships. Conference. Forever? Of the last five years? Yeah, forever. So it's forever. 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 And how many they claim? I mean, it's got to be it's got to be Alabama. It's not Alabama. I'm gonna guess. You get a pick now. Alabama's not even in the top five. Okay. Ever are we counting FCS? We're counting like weird conferences right, they used right, to be right, in. Right, right, okay. Right. Um, but these are name brand teams. Right. Texas. No. Nebraska. That's correct. Nebraska is a good answer. Right? 46. Right. They have 46 Nebraska championships. Nebraska is great yeah. answer. Right. And so, they, yeah, the big eight, the big four, the big two, the big <laughs> one. <laughs> to round out the top five, Oklahoma, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, which is weird because they're in the same. Well, so is Nebraska and Oklahoma. It's like, for it's like all they do is years. flip-flop. But there were, I mean, there was a time where in the big eight and before that, whatever it was, it was Nebraska and Oklahoma were the only teams that won championships. Yeah, yeah and then USC is uh, fifth. Okay, that makes sense. All right, the last time the Rose Bowl didn't have traditional Pac-12 Big Ten matchup was on January 1st, 2018. That was Georgia-Oklahoma. I remember that game. That was yeah. fun. Remember that game? When was I do. the When was the first time the Rose Bowl had a non-traditional Is that Was matchup? that USC-Texas? No. I think it was Miami and Texas. Close. You got one of them correct. Miami and somebody. I don't remember who it was, though. 2002 National Championship game, Miami and Nebraska. Okay. It's the first time that the Rose Bowl was not traditional. All right. The ACC Coastal Division has had six different winners over the past six seasons. What's the one that hasn't won? Who did win it? Which team hasn't won it yet? Uh, Pitt Panthers. Coastal. Um, Coastal? The Coastal. Pitt. They won last year. They played against. Oh, that's right. That's easily forgettable. Virginia. Virginia has not won it yet. Nice. And they're picked to win this year, so that would make yeah, it seven. Seven for seven. For seven, yes. I love chaos. All right. Ohio State beat Oregon 42-20 to 20 on January 12th, 2015 for the college football playoff championship. First one ever? Yes. I was there. How many points have Big Ten teams scored since then in college football playoff games? Okay. How many scores, uh, points did Ohio State score? Zero. They scored 42. 42 is the number. <laughs> how, many, how many points have they scored since that game? Zero. I, think it's a, I feel like they got something. 
Seven. It is zero. zero. They got shut out. On, Ohio State got shut out the next year. On December 31st, 2015, Bama beat Michigan State 38 nothing. On December, is Michigan State the weirdest team to make the playoff? Yeah. Uh, One of them. Washington, I think. They were good. That, that no, was no, a good no, team. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm yeah, saying we're probably. talking about oddballs getting yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, probably. Michigan State's probably the oddest ball to get in. Yeah, probably. Um, and you knew they were going to get drilled going into that game. <laughs> so on, also on uh, December 31st, 2016, Clemson beat Ohio State 31-0. Yeah. In 2017, there was no Big Ten representative. In 2018, there was no Big Ten representative. Yeah. So they, they haven't had a Big Ten I'd completely forgot about Michigan State, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, last trivia question. This is an SEC trivia question. Vanderbilt is 0-13-1 in records versus SEC teams, meaning hmm. they have no winning records any, versus any other SEC teams. Which team are they, are they tied they? with in the all-time record? Hmm, I'm going where to it's say, even. Okay, I'm going to say my guess is Texas A&M. I'm going to say Mississippi State. Y'all are wrong. It's Missouri, isn't it? It's not Missouri. No, it's not Missouri. Missouri's like been awesome against them. They've killed them. Please tell me it's Tennessee because that made me it's happy. Not I know Tennessee, it's not. Is, is, it, is it a West team? Yes. Yeah, I figured it was a West team. Ole Miss? No. LSU? No. Alabama? No. Auburn? Yes. Okay. They are 21-21-1. All time versus Auburn. Wow. That makes me very happy. And yes. Auburn won the last meeting, so for so they were a point behind. in time, they were behind. <laughs> yeah. God. When do they play again? Probably uh, next year. 17 years. That's one thing we'll have to get in with the SEC preview. The 2020 schedules came out. Yeah, today. baby. Oh, yeah. I'm booking Airbnb, son. It's <laughs> happening. Um, and then to, to finish this national broadcast, I had just some general questions for you. These have nothing to do with much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first I'll get a college football thing it's out of the way. hashtags, right? No, it's not. I'm, I'm going to table that. I'm gonna ta- I might just do a solo show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody, this is Scott Duvall. I'm talking about hashtags. So I'm not going to have you guess. I'm going to just ask you if you agree with this. CBS Sports had a hot seat meter, and they listed one, two, three, four, five, six coaches that are currently on the proverbial college football hot seat. From the conference? From a- any conference. In the world, okay. Yeah, in the world. So they have it listed as uh, Clay Hilton. Would you agree with that? 100%. Oh, I'm surprised he's still there. Gus Malzahn? No. Yeah. They lo- he will be if they lose that first game. Lovey? Yes. Yes. Uh, it wasn't last year, but he is this year. Chris Ash for Rutgers? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Willie Taggart? No. FSU? That no. seems too early. And Randy Edsel? Yes. Randy Edsel. That, that Illinois, I am missing uh, that Illinois at Connecticut game. For Murray State, Georgia. That's how dedicated I am to Georgia. Two That's hot seats. How terrible that is. So also, Illinois pl- probably plays Rutgers, too. They do. That's why the car- Illinois has to get six wins. Wow. Because they get Rutgers. Uh, they have three very, very winnable. I'll have you know, I, will, I am fi- already trying to find a sports bar that has every Big Ten Network game. So at noon of the Vanderbilt game, I can, or excuse me, 11 a.m. Vanderbilt game, I can go watch Illinois host Akron. Uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how William Leach and I roll. Yeah, man. So I put out a tweet earlier for questions. Um, and so what we're going to do, dear listeners, as uh, we ask for your questions for our podcast, since this is the national show, I'm only going to ask questions pertaining to national news. Okay. Wow. There's going to be some, in a little bit, y'all. I'm, I'm worried having these headphones on. It's, uh, 
don't know if it struck the house. I'm not grounded. You guys should know that Scott always does every podcast while holding a golf club in the air. Yeah, and naked. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to run I feel like through. I would have noticed. I should have noticed that before now. <laughs> He's wearing a hair shirt. Anyway, go on. All right, so here's one from Jonathan Ashley, J. Ashley 64. He says, Would you rather play Bama or Clemson in the national championship? Doesn't matter to me. Bama. As okay. Long as we beat Bama in the first game. This, right. If you beat Alabama in the first yeah. game, Clemson's fine, but you have to beat Bama. All right. This, I, know that, I think it's more clear than ever after right. last year. Uh, like, if they win the national championship, obviously no one's going to care. But it's not I agree with feel that. Real until I, I, beat I, I, I think it, it, it's interesting. It's not. Um, there will always be that lingering question until right. Georgia beats Alabama. Until they beat Alabama. That's right. Yeah. All right. Here and is. Do you think if Georgia would have beat Alabama, obviously two years they would have got. Do you think they would have won the national championship last year? I don't think so. I think Clemson would have stopped them. I still, yeah. Agreed. Okay, sorry, go ahead. It's all right. This one comes from at Alan Ivoroni with an I. Uh, prediction time. What Wilco song will best describe the upcoming season? Best case, nothing's ever going to stand in my way again. Or worst case, I am trying to break your heart. Yeah. I can't Ooh, answer this. I know. I, I, don't I, know. I have to think about this, right? Yeah, i got to get my Dropbox open. I have a list of all Wilco songs. Because the names of my newsletter, tinyletter.com slash right. William F. Leach. Right. All of the titles are Wilco songs. You so, should pause this because it's so going to take a second. No, I, I'm going to be able to bring this up right quick. The best, here we go. Give me one for the best case scenario and the worst case. Just one. Um, okay. Best case scenario is Happiness from Slimco. Worst case scenario is Where Do I Begin from whichever album that is, Star Wars. You agree with that, Will? Yeah. I feel like uh, nothing's ever going to stand in my way. I get that. But uh, for me, it is, uh, I must be high. <laughs> if, you, uh, if, uh, if they win, I think it's probably uh, That's a win. That. Uh, that's actually better. Yeah. All right, so this question comes from, oh, and thanks for the question, Alan. Thank you for letting me go through my Wilco yeah. catalog. This one comes from Seth P. underscore Johnson. He says, outside of the SEC, what is the most compelling division to keep an eye on this season? Compelling being most exciting, unpredictable, not necessarily the best. Maybe big, the Big, big Ten, Ten West? West? Yeah. 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 That's kind of what we talked Seth, about. Seth's right? one of my students, so I, I appreciate Or just a recent graduate yeah. now of uh, the University of Georgia School of Law. So. But, yeah, I think, I think so. It's none of the ACC. Sorry, Seth. He went to Duke undergrad. This pertains to Georgia, but I'm going to read this anyway because it doesn't really pertain to 2019 Georgia. Okay. Who are you most excited about? This is, oh, I'm sorry, this is from, <laughs> I love the name. This is one of the best Twitter handles I've ever heard. It's Tyler Dogden, isn't it? No, at... At Strip Mall Karate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, probably a Cobra Kai dojo yeah, somewhere around yeah, there. Something like that. Um, the leg. So Kelsey asks, who are you most excited about having a big year? Marlon Brown, Jonathan Rump, or Bruce Figgins? I really like the potential of all three. <laughs> I'm a Figgins person. We talked about this. Yeah, this, that's much respect. That's a strong question. <laughs> Thank you. All right. This is Marlon Brown. <laughs> yeah. Is he for the Ravens? Uh, I think so. I'm a Figgins guy, too. At Fear the Sharknado, Captain Pablo says, Is Texas back, Oregon or Washington or Utah in the Pac-12? He asked about Georgia's D-line. I'm going to skip that. What's Georgia's most likely? Okay, so yeah, he's asking, Is and Captain Pablo will table your follow-up questions to the correct podcast. So he's asking, is Texas back, is Oregon or Washington or Utah going to win the Pac-12? 
I think it's Oregon, obviously, Paul. Um, but you know, and is Texas back? I th- no, <laughs> no, and Washington. Okay, this comes from Bernie Dog. Be Dog, my man, Bernie. I think, I think this is uh, directed towards Tony mainly, but Will can answer this too. Probably not. What's the best tailgate solution to make sure your blood stays balanced between running red and black and a good bourbon buzz? Go dogs. Honestly, the trick is knowing exactly where on the Zolo cup you can pour your drinks to um, and what time of the day. I mean, look, there's a lot of higher math that goes involved in pouring your first drink. And as you go through the day maintaining and you have to think about tailgate naps. You have to think about kickoff times. You have to think about how hot it is. Yeah, heat, heat is what the key. what the food is. I mean, it's it's really important that you make sure you understand all of those things. And look, this is not for this is not for uh, amateurs. You got to be very careful. And, and, and Chris, I know you can handle that, um, but that's my solution. The amateurs will be out the first home game. They always are. Always They're are. Definitely going to be out for Notre Dame this year. And, oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because the price, but. Um, <laughs> Somebody's going to spend eight hundred bucks on a ticket and not even and see not, the second not even not even see not even see Again, dark right. not even not see, see dark. dark. <laughs> Somebody, lots of people. This next question comes from John McKay, and it's at it's easy K. That's two M's. The national narrative seems to be that too much power in college football is centralized in the South. I think that not enough is being made of traditional non-Southern powers being down, i.e., Michigan, Nebraska. And USC come to mind. Do you all agree? And a follow up: Do you see it changing anytime soon? Well, first off, I don't agree. I mean, no one thought this. Of course, it was forty years ago when Oklahoma and Nebraska were ruling the world, or twenty-five years before that when it was Notre Dame, Michigan, Chicago, and Ohio State. So, um, my response to that is just get better at football. Here's the hard part, though: talents in the South and in the West. To me, that's the issue. Is a time where Nebraska could be Nebraska. I know they really want that to happen again, but Nebraska is never going to be Nebraska again. That's not where the talent's coming coming from. That's there's no appeal to go to uh, to Nebraska from outside. So uh, I think that to me the big difference. I would argue the really big difference has been the fall of the West Coast, the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like technically speaking, USC, UCLA. Those teams are supposed to be at the top every year, and they haven't been. UCLA and USC are supposed to be two of the best teams in football every in college football every year, and they've, they've neither one of them has been really good for like a decade. So I think that's a large part of it too. I think generally speaking, geographically speaking, you should have the West should be great, the South should be great, and like Ohio State or Michigan or Notre Dame, one of them. or Penn State, yeah, like. But I think yeah, I, but I just think that like you know. Uh, the idea that you can have this tiny little enclave in Lincoln, Nebraska, where people just love football so much that they'll be great every year. It's just, that's not the way it works anymore. And I, I think that's one of the reasons the Big Ten has fallen. The fact is, is as great as Ohio State and Michigan always are, uh, they run into SEC teams. And I mean, look at the recruiting rankings every year. It's so high. It's Georgia, it's Alabama, it's Tennessee. It's in, in an interesting subplot of this is that... Um, Interesting subplot of this is how how crap Florida State and Miami have mm-hmm. been yeah. since joining the ACC. Yeah, right. Yeah, Florida State won a championship, and that's fine. But you, there is no excuse. It really, is no excuse for any of those Florida, Florida State, or Miami being ever bad, right. and certainly not what they've been. And look, I'm here for Florida sucking. Trust me, I am all for that. And for that matter, yeah, 
complicated with Florida State and Florida, Miami sucking. But the depth they've sunk to in the last four or five years is incredible. Um, and the other part about that is that you, you do have a little bit of a, not viewership problem, uh, interest problem. Um, uh, the, the more you have dominance in teams from the Southeastern Conference, ACC, and even the West Coast, the, the less interested people in the Big Ten are outside of a few enclaves. And it's also uh, worth noting, too, that the fans here, I mean, it's they different. are different. It's the same way that's different. It's like, like, there are very passionate Falcon fans, but the very most passionate Falcon fans is a middle-of-the-road Green Bay fan. Yeah, right. And, and, but the difference, too, is that like the NFL has rules in place to make sure that Green Bay uh, just can't succeed Ten, just because they have a huge fan base. Yeah. Uh, college football does not have those rules. Yeah. So... Uh, and I honestly would also argue that Georgia elevating itself and Clemson elevating yep. itself to where they are has concentrated it even more. The fact is, is, you know, when Clemson and Georgia, if Clemson and Georgia were not as high as they were right now, maybe another team would step up. But the teams that have stepped up have been teams down here. At Tiff Willie, she asks, Tony, if Will does ever bring his agent to a tailgate, is that a good enough reason to make a turducken again? You know what a turducken is. Yeah, of course. Okay. I've watched, I've watched Thursday uh, Thanksgiving games. So uh, there is lore in our tailgate crew where Tiffany actually showed up and did a turducken, made a turducken at the tailgate that is back amazing. in the day. That so is, bring, David Hershey, impressive physical bring David Hershey back. I gotta bring uh, this is my producer of the uh, my producer uh, of the SI Dame, right? She officially won the Notre Dame lottery, so she yes. will be here. Awesome! Wow. She will probably have a lot cooler people to hang out with than us, but uh, uh, I don't know. You'll like that. her because she's very social media. I don't know uh, about she's that. Very, she'll be she'll be live tweeting everything. Yeah. Oh, nice. Last question from Parrish Walton: Which team inside the coaches' poll preseason top ten is most likely to wind up unranked? All right. Well, let's see the ten. Any blow, anybody below five? I mean, the coach's poll is crap. Um, unranked, totally unranked. Mm-hmm. Can you read me the top, the top yeah, ten, please? I'm, I'm waiting for it to load up. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. here are the top ten. Number ten, Texas. Number nine, Texas. Notre Dame. Number eight, Florida. Number seven, Michigan. Number six, LSU. Number five, Ohio State. Four, Oklahoma. Three, Georgia. Two, Alabama. One Clemson. I think the answer is LSU. definitely Texas or Florida. LSU. They could they could have the wheels come off in three or four games, and that'd be bye bye. All right. Okay, so we are going to table the new uniform talk and the hashtags. Is, is, it, is this last year? No, that's that's right. This is the preseason poll. Preseason, yeah. How is Northwestern in the twenty-five in Nebraska? Isn't. Because because they did fine last year, they won their bowl game. Yeah, coaches yeah. are horrible. Coaches, well, AP has them. So we're also going to table the best names in college football. Oh, so I'm going to put that in the the. They, hang on, hang on to it in case we run out for my solo ball. show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All, right, All right, so hey, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. I'd like to thank all of you also who submitted some questions on Twitter. And if we didn't get into it this week, we do have them saved in a file, and we will get to them next week. If you do have a question or comment in the meantime, feel free to send us a tweet always at WSLS Podcast. Also, we're up to 157 podcast reviews, and we'd really love to get a few more. 
you'll notice that we truly enjoy discussing all of the comments y'all write. So if you listen via Apple Podcasts and haven't left us one yet, see if you can take five minutes of your time and do so. Because with the algorithm or whatever the algorithm is, it does indeed help more people discover our podcast, and we're grateful for that. We'll be back with another show next week, which will be our SEC preview show. And keep an eye out for a few more Spotlight Series or an ear out. Yeah, keep an ear out. Listen out for a few more Spotlight Series episodes coming up as well before the season kicks off. We'll see you on campus next month. And as always, go dogs.